Psalm 78 of the Psalms of David by Sir Philip Sidney and Mary Sidney Herbert. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Psalm 78. Attendite Populae. A grave discourse to utter I intend, the age of time I purpose to renew. You, O my charge to what I teach, attend, hear what I speak, and what you hear ensue. The things our fathers did to us commend, the same are they I recommend to you, which, though but heard, we know most true to be, we heard but heard of who themselves did see which never let us so ungrateful grow as to conceal from such as shall succeed. Let us the praises of Jehovah show, each act of worth, each memorable deed. Chiefly since he himself commanded so, giving a law to Jacob and his seed, that fathers should this use to sons maintain, and sons to sons, and they to theirs again that while the young shall overlive the old, and of their brood some yet shall be unborn, these memories in memory enrolled, by fretting time may never thence be worn, that still on God their anchor hope may hold, from him by no despairful tempest torn, that with wise hearts and willing minds they may think what he did and what he bids obey and not ensue their father's forward trace, whose steps from God rebelliously did stray, a wayward, stubborn, stayless, faithless race, such as on God no hold by hope could lay, like Ephraim's sons who durst not show their face, but from the battle fearful fled away, yet bare as men of warlike excellence, offending bows and armour for defence. And why? They did not hold inviolate the league of God, nor in his paths would go. His famous works and wonders they forgate, which often hearing well might cause them no. The works and wonders which in hard estate he did of old unto their fathers show, whereof all Egypt testimony yields, and of all Egypt chiefly Zoan fields. There, where the deep did show his sandy floor, and heaped waves an uncouth way and wall, whereby they passed from one to other shore, walking on seas, and yet not wet at all. He led them so, a cloud was them before, while light did last, when night did darkness call, a flaming pillar glittering in the skies, their lodestar was till sun again did rise. He rift the rocks, and from their pierced sides, to give them drink, whole seas of water drew. The desert sand no longer thirst abides, the trickling springs to such huge rivers grew. Yet not content, their fury further slides. In those wild ways they anger God anew, as thirst before, now hunger stirs their lust, to tempting thoughts, bewraying want of trust and fond conceits begetting fonder words. Can God, say they, prepare with plenteous hand deliciously to furnish out our boards? Here in this waste, this hunger-starved land, we see indeed the streams the rock affords, we see in pools the gathered waters stand, 
but wither bread and flesh so ready be for him to give, as yet we do not see. This heard, but heard with most displeased ear, that Jacob's race he did so dearly love, who in his favour had no cause to fear, should now so wavering, so distrustful prove. The raked sparks in flame began to appear, and stayed collar fresh again to move, and from his trust their confidence should swerve, whose deeds had shown he could and would preserve. Yet he unclosed the garners of the skies, and bade the clouds ambrosian manner reign, as morning frost on hoary pasture lies, so strawed lay each where this heavenly grain, the finest cheat that princes dearest prize, the bread of heaven could not in fineness stain, which he them gave, and gave them in such store, each had so much he wished to have no more. But that he might them each way satisfy, he slipped the reins to east and southern wind, these on the clouds their utmost forces try, and bring in rain of admirable kind, the dainty quails that freely want to fly, in foresaid showers to drop were now assigned, and fell as thick as dust on sunburned field, or as the sand the thirsty shore doth yield. So all the plain whereon their army lay, as far abroad as any tent was pight, with feathered rain was watered every way, which showering down did on their lodgings light, then fell they to their easy gotten prey, and fed till fullness vanquished had delight, their lust still flamed till God the fuel brought, and fed their lust beyond their lustful thought. But fully filled, not fully yet content, while now the meat their weary chaps did chew, God's wrathful rage upon these gluttons sent, of all their troops the principalists slew, among all them of Israel's descent, his stronger plague the strongest overthrew. Yet not all this could wind them to his will, still worse they grew, and more untoward still. Therefore he made them waste their weary years, roaming in vain in that unpeopled place, possessed with doubtful cares and dreadful fears, but if at any time death showed his face, then lo, to God they sued, and sued with tears. Then they returned, and early sought his grace. Then they professed, and all did mainly cry, in God their strength, their hope, their help did lie. But all was built upon no firmer ground, than forming mouths and tongues to lying trained. They made but shows, their heart was never sound, disloyal once, disloyal still remained. Yet he, so much his mercy did abound, purged the filth wherewith their souls were stained, destroyed them not, but oft revoked his ire, and mildly quenched his indignation's fire. For kind compassion called to his mind, that they but men, that men but mortal were, that mortal life, a blast of breathing wind, as wind doth pass, and pass no more appear. And yet, good God, how oft this crooked kind incensed him in the desert everywhere, again repined, and murmured again, and would in bounds that boundless power contain.
Forsooth their weak remembrance could not hold his hand whose force above all mortal hands to Egypt's wonder did itself unfold, loosing their fetters and their servile bands. When Zoan plains, where crystal rivers rolled, with all the rest of those surrounded lands, saw watery clearness changed to bloody gore, pining with thirst in midst of watery store. Should I relate of flies the deadly swarms, of filthy frogs the odious annoy, grasshoppers waste, and all caterpillars' harms, which did their fruits their harvests hope enjoy? How hell and lightning, breaking off the arms of vines and figs, the bodies did destroy? Lightning and hail, whose flamey stoning blows, their beasts no less, and cattle overthrows? These were but smokes of after-going fire. Now, now his fury breaketh into flame. Now dole and dread, now pine and pain conspire, with angry angels reek and rack to frame. Nought now is left to stop his stayless ire. So plain a way is open to the same. Abroad goes death, the uttermost of ills, in house, in field, and men and cattle kills. All that rich land where over Nilus trails of his wet robe the slimy seedy train with millions of mourning cries bewails of every kind their first begotten slain. Against this plague no wealth, no worth prevails of all that is in the tents of Cham remain. Who of their house the props and pillars were themselves do fall, much less can others bear. Meanwhile, as while a black tempestuous blast Drowning the earth in sunder rents the skies, A shepherd wise to house his flock doth haste, Taking near ways and where the best passage lies. God, from this ruin through the barren waste, Conducts his troops in such or safer wise, And from the seas his sheep he fearless saves, Leaving their wolves entombed in the waves. But them leaves not until they were possessed Of this his hill, of this his holy place, Whereof full conquest did him, Lord, invest, When all the dwellers fled his people's face, By him subdued, and by his hand oppressed, Whose heritage he shared to the race, The twelvefold race of godly Israel, To lord their lands, and in their dwellings dwell. But what avails? Not yet they make an end to tempt high God and stir his angry gall. From his prescript another way they wend and to their father's crooked bypaths fall. So with vain toil distorted bows we bend, though levelled right they shoot not right at all. The idle honour of their damned groves, when God it heard, his jealous anger moves. For God did hear, detesting in his heart, the Israelites, a people so perverse, and from his seat in Silo did depart, the place where God did erst with men converse. Right well content that foes on every part, his force captive, his glory should reverse. Right well content, so ill content he grew, his people's blood should tyrant's blade imbrue. So the young men the flame of life bereaves, the virgins live despaired of marriage choice. 
The sacred priests fall on the bloody glaives, no widow left to use her wailing voice. But as a knight whom wine or slumber leaves, hearing alarm is roused at the noise, so God awakes, his haters fly for fear, and of their shame eternal marks do bear. But God chose not, as he before had chose, in Joseph's tents or Ephraim to dwell, but Judah takes, and to Mount Sion goes, to Sion Mount, the mount he loved well. There he his house did castle-like enclose, of whose decay no aftertime shall tell, while her own weight shall weighty earth sustain, his sacred seat shall here unmoved remain. And where his servant David did attend, a shepherd's charge with care of fold and field, he takes him thence, and to a nobler end, converts his cares, appointing him to shield, his people, which of Jacob did descend, and feed the flock his heritage did yield, and he the pains did gladly undergo, which heart sincere and hand discreet did show. End of Psalm 78